Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and today we are joined by Lauren Jackson, one of Australia's best female athletes that we have ever produced. A lot of you don't know, but I actually grew up with Loz in Albury, and it was Loz and Chicky and another girl called Brodie Ball, and we used to hang out like peas in a pod, play basketball together, and our strategy was for basketball, just throw it up in the air, close to the vicinity of Lauren Jackson, and she'll catch it and score. And we had some of the most amazing childhood memories together. And so it is, I'm so happy, Loz, that you've come on our show today. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Chicky Chick. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's lovely to talk to you. So, Loz, you've been, so after you left us from Albury, you then went on and ended up being, you know, at the pinnacle of your sport. And rated by many people across the globe as the greatest female athlete ever. You know, the awards, admiration, celebrity status, constant attention. How were you able to transition into a life after basketball? You know, many athletes at the Olympics talk about this come down. And I'd love to know, you know, did you experience that at all? And if so, you know, what did you learn on your personal journey? Yeah, I mean, I experienced it. Um pretty much after every single season. Um, And that was, you know, I'd come home for a week or two and I'd get sick straight away um, and I really wouldn't get out of bed for, um, you know, a week or so. And then then I'd sort of get back on my feet and maybe go for a walk and a bit of a run and then I'd hop back back on a plane and back overseas. So (laughs) um, I definitely had the the come down. Um, It's been it it was an interesting ride like being an athlete definitely prepares you so well for for life after sport in the sense that you know being an athlete is hard you know every day there was challenges and things that you know made me uncomfortable but you just have to sort of go along with it because you you're there that's your job Mm -hmm. and um yeah coming I think it's just prepared me really well um because you know every day at the moment it's just it seems so much easier than being a professional athlete. So I, I get done, done its job. And how, like, how did you rebuild yourself post Olympics or after those come downs? Did you have strategies in place to help you rebuild? No, I, not really. Um, it's it's really funny my story because obviously you know when I was young um, and you know going into my career, I I definitely had a lot of anxiety issues. Um, that I had to sort of deal with and, and learn how to manage or work through, but I've never really focused solely on strategies, um, which I probably should have done, like it would have helped me, but I I just sort of learned how to cope um, when I was in it. And then, you know, you just sort of get up and next day you've got to go and train or you've got to go and play or you're going to do something completely different. So you just find ways to cope. And for me, that meant that um, later, sort of later on in my career, I had a bit of a meltdown, you know. I think it all just sort of piled up on me and um, had a bit of a meltdown uh, in the sense that I just, like I lost about 20 kilos. Um, I'd been playing overseas pretty much year-round and, um, yeah, I just fell flat on my face. It got to the point where I couldn't talk to people. I was just miserable and, um, and yeah, that was when I sort of, I guess had to really find myself um, and who I was if I wasn't an athlete. So, And thank you so much for your honesty because I think this whole thing with mental health and me and you have talked about this after I went through postnatal depression and we kind of both didn't know. We both kind of had that mental health anxiety there and 
lots of people don't talk about it. Therefore, I think when we can talk about it and go, hey, it's okay if you do go through something like this and you do hit the pavement, you will get through it and you can come out the other side as a stronger version. And you also, I think it really makes you sort of zone in of what's really important to you. And for me, I think about this all the time. It has very little to do with money, you know, family and friendships and for me getting into nature and slowing my life down. And I'm sure after you became a, a gorgeous mummy of your two beautiful boys, um, I'm sure you've discovered, you know, some of these similar passions. And what do, what do you focus your attention on these days post, you know, post-sport? Look, I really get a kick out of working. I love what I do. So I'm still obviously in basketball. Um, but, you know, being a mum has just absolutely changed me. And I felt for so long as an athlete, I just never felt content. Like I always felt like I was searching for something. I never felt good enough at what I was doing. So I was like training myself into the ground. And I just always, I just had that little, you know, that little bird on my shoulder telling me I wasn't, you know, I, there were, I needed more, I needed more. And then the minute I saw my first son, Harry, um, I just, I knew right then what was sort of wrong and what I was longing. He's just incredible. Like he's so funny and so, yeah, I'm really lucky just to be a mum and, and that's sort of really all I focus on these days, Chief, is working and mumming. <laughs> so that's beautiful and that's like a full-time job. Both of those jobs are like full-time. Yeah, I've got I've got a bit of help, fortunately. Um, I've had an au pair up and she's been incredible, um, but she's leaving next week, which is a bit, it's it's sort of a bit daunting actually because I've been focusing so so much on work. But, um, yeah, it's, it, she's been great. If anyone's listening, Lauren Jackson looking for an all pair. So make sure you're amazing. <laughs> you can go and give Loz a call and reach out. So Loz, like I think this whole thing, you know, you've always been so grounded. And I've known this, I've known this about you ever since we were like 10, 10 years old and kicking it at the Aubrey Basketball Stadium. And even when you went off to the AIS and then you became this like worldwide sensation. And I'd come and visit you in Seattle or see you know speak to you after Europe and Russia and even the way you present on the media you are and and it's such a true version of you you are so down to earth and how did how did you do that like how did you manage to say so authentic and real after being so many years in the spotlight was it was it Marie and Gary that just really grounded you because they're total legends so I'm really fortunate to come from Aubrey. Like I really feel grounded in my roots. Um, you know, when I I was talking about the sort of the not great period um, in my life um, when I was an athlete, that sort of made me really reevaluate what I needed to be like happy and just find myself again. And part of that was moving home back to Aubrey, having a base in Aubrey. Um, I think learning about myself. Uh, learning and educating myself which was like sort of the second step to me recovering and then I guess getting into a place where I just felt like I could be more authentically me not just this basketball player or a superstar or whatever you wanted to call it like it just I wanted to sort of get back to who I was um and I did you know I sort of talked like I guess I coached myself into a, a situation where um I knew what I wanted and i you know, I was going to go and get it. And it wasn't much. It was, it was moving back to Aubrey and, and having my own family. So that's, but that, you know, even in the research at university, we see that, you know, happiness, that's every time it's those indicators. It is your family. It is your connections. It is your health. Yeah. So it is your physical and your mental well-being, mm-hmm. And it's like contribution and, and charity work as well. And 
I think, you know, you're talking about getting back to who you were and educating yourself. Were there any courses or any books that you read that really helped with that transition? Um, well, no, I sort of, I, cause I felt when I was over in Russia, I, I had an experience where my owner, he was, um, ex KGB spy, very masculine kind of dominating kind of person. And, um, I was playing under him for a few years and I just sort of was at the point where I just felt completely powerless for a multitude of reasons. It wasn't just because of him. It was, I, I felt like, you know, my life really had no meaning except traveling and playing basketball for rich men. <laughs> Um, it was an interesting time. So I started, uh, when I got back to Australia, I had an injury the next year and came back to rehab and I started reading a lot of, um, feminist literature. So a lot of Jermaine Greer and, um, just trying to, and I was really enjoying it. Like oddly, I, I, I sort of picked it up really quickly. And then, um, somebody said to me, oh, why don't you just go back to university and study gender and diversity? And so that's what I did. I went and, um, studied gender and diversity, got my bachelor in that, and then, yeah, that was that was pretty much the start of it for me. That's incredible. These days, you know, I know for the two of us, our mental health is really important. You know, I, I really protect my mental health. So my daughter, Clara, doesn't get a burnt out, anxious, stressed mummy. And I know for Harry and Lenny, you do the same. You know, you want to be emotionally available to them. They are your world. Is there particular things, Loz, that you do now? Like now that you know more about who you are and we kind of, own right these mental health kind of this anxious thing as like a cloak you know and go you know what it's a part of us so making sure that we treat ourselves right um are there things that you do hun like in terms of do you have really good boundaries like do you say no to a lot of things do you honor your sleep do you meditate you obviously move your body yeah so um look i i guess sleep is a really big one for me i need like I really need to sleep. So I go to bed. Um, my eldest still sleeps in my bed with me. So when he goes to bed, um, normally around 7.30, I go with him. Um, you know, I'm a single mum, so Lenny's in bed by six-ish. Um, and, yeah, I'll go and take Harry to bed and, you know, lay with him and spend some time with him. And, um, yeah, and then we just we have great sleep, so that's great. And then in the last sort of, I guess, three weeks, since we've been stuck at home, I've really started to focus on trying to get fit again. I've put on quite a lot of weight after I had both the kids and I just didn't have time to or or really the motivation to want to train I guess after being a professional athlete for so long I just thought no I can't I need to get out of the gym and I need to focus on other things because it like also too I equate gyms with pain and and still the case you know so um anyway I started training again a little bit in the last three or four weeks and I've started losing a couple of kilos so that's made me feel pretty good um and also pretty bad in my knees, but um, that's a whole other story. I guess, yeah, it's more to sleep. And then, you know, sometimes I do get a little bit wound up and, you know, every single day there's new challenges and things that you've really got to sort of identify and then and figure out how you're going to cope with them. And, you know, for me it's just sort of going to bed and being able to think about, you know, the day and, and my feelings and my responses and I guess how I've been with my kids too, you know, that's sort of the biggest part. That's beautiful. And just, you know what it is, Lost, just being kind to yourself, right? Like I even, even when I was interviewing you at the start and you're like, you know what, I just, I, I just didn't think I was good enough. So I did extra training and babe, you like run, you won the WNBA like MVP <laughs> a couple of years in a row. And you're like, I just still don't think I'm good enough. And I think that's so amazing because I find that, you know, sometimes with senses of perfectionism or, 
where we feel like we're still not good enough or and then it's good being okay it's okay we're human beings just be kind to ourselves and as long as we're showing up right for the kids and they're getting the best version of us then that's great and some days it's just if we breathe that's a successful day yeah well I think it's something you learn but you know the kids are sort of at um the stages where Harry's three and he's questioning everything and you know if he doesn't get what he wants there's drama every single day and Lenny he's just an instigator you know he just picks fights with Harry all the time and so there are times when I'm like maybe I'm not being the best mother maybe I haven't figured it out and I don't think I'll ever actually figure it out it's just it is it's surviving you know it, like that it's not easy for anyone. There's challenges every single day and the thoughts and, you know, am I being a good mom? Am I this? Am I that? Well, well maybe we have them for a reason so that we do keep reevaluating and, and trying to figure out ways to better ourselves for them. I love that, just this reevaluation. And that's nice, right, because this is real life. And that's why, again, Loz, I love your authenticity. You know, you're not getting on here going, yeah, motherhood's easy. So I would love for people to read your book. I think it was so, so incredible. such a beautiful insight into your story and your life. I found it a page turner. I, I loved reading that. And I'd love for you just to share with people how they can support you, where they can find your book, where they can follow more of your work. So if you'd be kind to share with our audience where they could do that, that would be awesome. Cheek, I I don't even know where you could find my book anymore. I'm sure it's in a bookstore somewhere, maybe, you know, on the bottom shelf behind 50 million other books. I don't know. It is such a good seller. Lauren, that is so you, just chipping yourself. You can get Lauren Jackson's book at all good bookstores and online at any like Amazon, Booktopia, any kind of bookstore. <laughs> I don't need to find myself, girl. I'm just having a chat to my to my um my childhood BFF. If you're enjoying EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll always know when there is a new episode. To continue on your calm journey. I really encourage you to download our free ebook to learn, grow, be inspired and live a happier life. Simply go to eqminds.com. And if you're feeling in a good mood, please feel free to give us a five-star rating and review as that helps others find the podcast and that way we can impact people and other people's mental health and well-being. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not advice and it is not a substitute for seeking medical or healthcare professionals' advice. Any use of the information contained in this podcast or show notes is at the user's own risk.